Good old-fashioned defensive football last night. That's what we got. Welcome into Brett's broadcast. Last night, the Chicago Bears took on the Los Angeles Rams in Chicago on a cold night in the Windy City. The Bears took home the W15-6, and they showed that there's a lot of uh, worth for defense in the NFL still. While the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Saints have been the stories of the year this year regarding just how great their offense has been, the Bears showed that last night defense does really matter. Now, nobody expected this game to be 15-6. to a lot of people didn't expect the Bears to have a chance to win, but I will say is that the Bears defense is showing that they're the best defense in the NFL, and the only other defense that's come close to competing against them uh, really is just the Cowboys, and they're really just now getting things together. The Bears are by far the best defense in the NFL. Khalil Mack, a wonderful signing, uh, excuse me, not signing, but a wonderful trade for, for really arguably the best defensive player in the league. The only other one you could argue was on the other side of uh, the football in Aaron Donald uh, playing for the Rams. Now, this is a very low-scoring game, 15-6. to six. You really would have expected this to be not necessarily a shootout, but a lot of people came into this game wondering, could the Bears beat the Rams by outscoring them? Um, a lot of people really were curious if the Rams, excuse me, if the Bears could outscore the Rams, and this game really just wasn't about that. Uh, it turned out to be a lot more about defense. It was a very cold night in Chicago. Uh, coming in 20 degrees, if you're on the Rams and you're coming from L.A., this is a tough environment to come in. And that's why, come playoff time, depending on seating, if I were, you know, coming into the playoffs, I'm not looking forward to playing Chicago in the Windy City because for a lot of these teams in the NFC that are good, the Rams are used to playing in very warm weather in Los Angeles, and the Saints are used to playing in a dome. So... If I were them, I would not want to come to Chicago where it's already tough to score because it's so cold. The football's like a rock. And then you've got Khalil Mack, Keen Hicks, uh, Fuller at the cornerback position, Trevathan. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. The best players on the Bears are on their defense. And it showed last night that they can stop arguably the best offense in the NFL. Uh, that's our big time headline of the day. The Bears still atop of the NFC North. They're most likely going to win the division. The Rams will win theirs. So. There's a chance we could see this matchup coming on later down the road, and that's very exciting after what we saw last night. We know that Matt Nagy can coach. We know Sean McVay can coach, but a lot of people uh, felt that Matt Nagy outcoached McVay last night, and, I mean, they made Todd Gurley look useless. They made Jared Goff look bad, four interceptions. So, I mean, hey, look out for the Bears. I mean, they're, they're the shocking team of the year, but um, they really got some skill on the defensive end. As long as their offense can keep it together, maybe home field advantage, they could go far in the playoffs. Uh, our big-time surprise of the day was the way that the Dolphins game against the Patriots finished last night, um, or yesterday afternoon, actually. They beat the Patriots on a, on a miracle play at the end of the game. Kenyon Drake ended up picking up 50 yards on a lateral play, uh, which originally started from a pass from Ryan Tannehill to Kenny Stills, who lateraled it backwards twice. It got into the hands of Kenyon Drake, and he ran past all the defenders on the hands team for uh, the New England Patriots, uh, which really came into question because the last person he beat out uh, on the field was Rob Gronkowski, and a lot of people are really wondering, Bill Belichick, why do you have Rob Gronkowski out on the field uh, on this final play of the game? And I wish I could show the play, but, uh, you know, a lot of copyright infringements. But, um... Essentially, Rob Gronkowski was the last player for Kenyon Drake, pictured right here, to beat in order to score the game-winning touchdown. The Dolphins ended up winning 34-33. to 
And uh, it makes sense for Rob Gronkowski to be on the field if this were a 50-yard Hail Mary play. Uh, but the Dolphins were way farther back than, than midfield. Uh, they had about 65 to 70 yards to go to win this game. So there's no way that Tannehill's just throwing a deep bomb to the end zone and the Dolphins have a chance to win the game. So in that case, it would make sense for your best receivers like Gronkowski because he's big and he he's obviously can catch well to be in the game. But that wasn't the case this time. Um, they had to run the football down the field. So if anything, you want your best tacklers and your, your fastest guys in the game. Nonetheless, Gronkowski was the last guy to beat, and Kenny Drake ran right past him. The Dolphins scored a touchdown with uh, zero seconds left on the clock, and they once again take down the Patriots in a, in a late-season game in December. And while, while the Patriots really shouldn't have much to worry about, they're still a great franchise, great team. Uh, they'll be good in the playoffs. Um, it's a disappointing loss for the Patriots, and, and it's our big-time surprise for that, for that matter because these plays just don't happen every day. Uh, we saw a great one last night, um, and it's stacking up against all the great plays that we've seen in the past, um, like Deshaun Watson's big-time punt, or excuse me, not Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Jackson's big-time punt return against the Giants the other day, uh, the other year, as well as uh, the big play where the Vikings beat the Saints last year uh, to go to the NFC Championship. So this was a big play yesterday. It's our surprise of the day. Kenyon Drake defeating New England Patriots yesterday, 34-33. to Big-time disappointment of the day is last year's Super Bowl champions. The Philadelphia Eagles lost again yesterday, 23-29 against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys have won their fifth straight game, and they're looking really good as of late. Ever since the Amari Cooper trade, another L that John Gruden and the Raiders have to take. We just talked about Khalil Mack. They have also given away Amari Cooper, who has made the Cowboys that much better. He had over 200 yards receiving yesterday and three touchdowns to beat last year's Super Bowl champion Eagles. And the Eagles, it, we see this happen every year with a team in the playoffs in the NFL. Um, there's always this notion of a Super Bowl hangover. And we're seeing that this year now. The Eagles still had a chance to win the division in the NFC North. But the Cowboys just might have ruined that yesterday. The refs might have played a part in that too because uh, there was a big time you know, fumble dispute that the refs had, which ended up going the Cowboys' way. Nonetheless, the Eagles lost, and the Cowboys won their fifth straight, so they're most likely going to win the NFC East. And uh, it's just disappointing to see a team that had such promise last year in the Eagles, because it's not like they're old. I mean, they have one of the youngest quarterbacks in the league, Carson Wentz, one of the most promising quarterbacks in the league, who arguably was the MVP last year before he got hurt. They brought over better talent than Michael Bennett this offseason, um, they, they kept a good receiving core. Essentially, I mean, the Eagles, I mean, Doug Peterson was a great coach last year. It really, there really is not much of a reason other than some injuries that they've had in the secondary of their defense, why the Eagles wouldn't make the playoffs again this year. Now, injuries are always a part in sports, and that's definitely played a part on why they're most likely not going to make the playoffs this year. However, it's still a disappointment to see a Super Bowl championship team not look nearly as good the next season. The fact that they're not going to make the playoffs is, is really unfortunate uh, for them, for their franchise, for Eagles fans. So that's our disappointment of the day because the Cowboys probably just ended the Eagles season uh, less, uh, less yesterday. Um, on the other hand, the Cowboys are looking like they're going to, they have successfully turned around their season and are going to win the NFC East. So Right now, we've got the Saints, Rams, the Bears, and the Cowboys in the NFC that are leading their divisions, and it'll be interesting come playoff time. 
In other sports headlines, we've seen uh, we've seen rumors about the Lakers being interested in signing Carmelo Anthony uh, as a free agent if he you know clears waivers with the Rockets. But it turns out that the Lakers are looking currently to trade for forward Trevor Ariza. Now Trevor Ariza was a Laker before early in his career. He won a championship there with Kobe Bryant. Um, most notably, he's known for the great seasons he's put in with the Rockets as they went to the Western Conference Finals last year. The Rockets were not willing to pay Trevor Ariza this offseason. He got a one-year $15 million contract from the Suns this offseason. The Rockets weren't willing to pay him that. So they let him walk along with other free agents like Luke Mbaugh, Mute. The Rockets have not been the same this year. And um, a lot of people think that Trevor Ariza moving on is a big reason for that. They lost his defense and his great three-point catch-and-shoot, spot-up shooting on the wing. A big defender, a big guard who, who offers a lot of veteran presence uh, to a team. It's the ideal player that LeBron James typically looks for once he's joined the new team. The GMs of LeBron teams are always looking to add more shooters, more defense. Trevor Ariza looks like he could fit that mold. The Lakers are looking to bring him in. I'm sure he'd be happy to go back to Los Angeles, a place where he's had great success in the past and could have great success in the future. So we'll see if this uh, trade goes down in the future. Um, something really interesting about it, though, is that the current news out says that the trade would be for Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Now, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is a clutch sports clients. Um, and Clutch Sports also represents Eric Bledsoe, who used to be on the Phoenix Suns. And they had a big misunderstanding when Eric Bledsoe was on Phoenix about contracts. Ultimately, Eric Bledsoe moved on from the Suns. And Clutch Sports has moved all their players that they've had away from the Suns. And essentially, Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope's managers and clutch sports don't get along with with uh, management in Phoenix. So what's being reported is that this will have to be a three-team deal in order for this to go down because Contavious Caldwell-Pope does have a no-trade clause. So the Lakers can't move him without getting his permission. So in order to do that, they're going to need a third team. Who knows who that will be? But this is the trade that the Lakers are looking to make. Both of them are on one-year deals, so we'll see if that goes down sometime soon. Lakers looking to add another wing in Trevor Ariza. Other big news around sports in the NFL, the Raiders continue to just just kind of be a wreck this year. They signed John Gruden over the offseason to a 10-year, $100 million contract. That's unheard of for any coach in sports. This guy hadn't coached in 10 years. He's been in the broadcast with Fantastic on Monday Night Football on ESPN. But he hasn't coached in the NFL in 10 years. And then he signs a 10-year contract for $100 million. I don't know where they came up with this, but they thought he was the savior. Turns out the GM who signed him to that 10-year, $100 million contract just got fired. So Reggie McKenzie, as you see here, uh, is let go of his duties by the Oakland Raiders yesterday. The owner has fired GM Reggie McKenzie. It's assumed now that John Gruden will take over most of the responsibilities in determining what players come to that team, who they take in their draft picks this upcoming year, and so forth and so on. We've already seen the Raiders move on from Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack this year, who have gone to the Cowboys and the Bears respectively. We just talked to them earlier on the show. Amari Cooper has been a star for the Cowboys, and Khalil Mack's been one of the best defensive players, a top two defensive player, if not the best defensive player in football since he left the Raiders. So I don't know how you can justify John Gruden running the show there as far as player personnel moves go. Nonetheless, they didn't feel their GM was getting the job done. They did beat the Steelers yesterday, so maybe they're high off a W and they say, hey, 
you know, whatever John Gruden's done thus far. It worked yesterday, so maybe this is the way we move going forward. But I don't know. I think that it's kind of a disaster there in Oakland. They're looking forward to the NFL draft uh, later in 2019. So, you know, this is just another really crazy uh, move by the Raiders. We'll see what happens. But uh, those are the big headlines in sports today after our top headline, our surprise, our disappointment. We see Trevor Reza maybe moving to the Lakers. The Raiders moving on from Reggie McKenzie as their general manager in Oakland. They move to Las Vegas very soon, so we'll see what they can put together. They're looking like a team that's tanking and waiting for next year's draft. We'll get more of that. Hopefully more will be on that next time. We have Brent's broadcast uh, to you on Wednesday. The podcast will be live, and uh, we'll talk more about that then. Thanks for tuning in to Brent's broadcast, the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time.